So I have on my uh, website the what I do, what I offer in the main um, is for all those seeking solace in teachings of wisdom and compassion. And that may all who come here find a safe haven. Because surely everyone has a story and anyone can lose their way from time to time. And I was reflecting back on my early 20s And I feel fortunate for the extensive travel that I engaged in back then, in my early 20s. In Europe, the Middle East, and the United States became my favorite destinations. I worked for an airline, um, an old American airline called Pan Am for many years. And there are many memories, but there's a poignant, a poignant memory that stands out. And it was a vineyard in Greece, just outside of Athens, around, I think, 1970, 1971. And I was gathered in a circle around a fire. Um, and I found myself among a diverse group, each speaking a different language um, in their native tongue. Most people speak English around the world that I've found. But whether English or their native tongue, words seemed unnecessary. There was a deep, unspoken understanding, a connection born of love. And around that fire that night, we were in harmony, experiencing the silence as one love. We sat there in silence. When it's like la language faded into insignificance when love filled the space. And there's a lesson for us all. Language faded into insignificance when love filled the space. Of course it does. Of course it would. Isn't that what we really want to convey? and receive that love that really in its deepest form actually cannot be expressed in language, not spoken language. And that evening remains etched in my memory, sweetened <laughs> no doubt by it was a, in a vineyard and all the wine was free.
um, in it's quite possible that that was having an effect as to the unity of the group at least for for a while and I remember there was a German fellow a Russian and a Turkish fellow but it didn't matter we were united transcending barriers and uh, as some of you know I'm a recovering alcoholic uh, this will be my 38th year 38 years of recovery but isn't that what addictions about alcoholism looking to transcend barriers and not knowing where to look finding something on the outside like alcohol filling ourselves up and creating at least the illusion of union with the beloved and as I look at our world today I mean I hold firm to a belief that at the root of all conflict lies a sense of that in those moments of conflict conflict we believe that all love is lost I mean the love that underpins the universe and is its creative intent and we think we're in those moments of conflict with that we're devoid of any love or light within ourselves and of course at least some knowledge of that is fundamental in any existence the problem is in those moments we blame each other for our perceived disconnection forgetting that we are all on a journey to rediscover our true essence whether we know that or not an essence actually that never left us but we don't know that we have no idea where to look we have no idea that it's within us so there's an invitation here to stop blaming others for being lost when we feel disconnected from that from the truth from our true essence stop blaming others if we can only acknowledge that ache in the heart that yearning to reunite with whatever you want to call that with the divine with with home for me it's like a profound homesickness I mean I'm compelled out of my humanity to if I've thought myself separate I am compelled in order to survive in order to create I am compelled to look for God again the divine home it's built into the system 
But you know, any any separation is is an illusion in all reality. And yet, as I just said, it's out of this profound illusion that we're compelled to reclaim our innate wholeness, not knowing that we are in all reality actually whole right now, right in this moment. So why wait until the moment of death, of our death, to return home? Because I believe that's in the moment of my death, where I shed all layers of ego, whatever egocentric, whatever barriers to love that I ever had, dissolve in that moment. One could say that in that moment I then become ever more alive because I unite again with with love with that energy that I am formed out of but we don't have to wait till then why not embark on that journey now and I know there's a destiny to all this Why, honestly, really, why wait until the moment of your physical death to be reunited with all that is? Or to have the, would it be correct to say, the awareness of that? And, and to embrace your pain as a catalyst for transformation. Use your suffering if you begin to understand, even though as severe as it might be. And this is a tough one to say. And I wouldn't say it to anybody who is suffering. I mean, you know, there's a timing to all this. But embrace your pain as a catalyst. See that you can use it for your transformation. And I do speak from direct experience, having traversed very deep valleys of suffering, very deep. And yet amidst that darkness, I found that there was always a beacon of light guiding me home, if I could just but surrender. So can we let, can we help each other find our path back home and hand in hand walk with each other toward the lake? Like Ramdas said, you know, we're all walking each other home. Acknowledge that. Let us collectively embark on the journey back to love, back to home. Cease, cease blaming others for our perceived predicaments, for our seeming aloneness. To say that that love is abundant is, is a, is a I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's so abundant. 
<laughs> and without limits is more than enough for all. You are already everything you ever aspired to be. You need only realize that. Take down the barriers and surrender now. Reach out to me. I will walk with you on your path for as long as you want me. I will help guide Summon the courage to surrender to love. Lay down your arms. Lay down your burdens at the feet of love. Lay down your burdens at the feet of love. <laughs>